Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles. The rich and your race. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> g- 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 greetings, trashlings. We are here with Casey Bunker back on the pod. I'm Sarah Armour. You know what we're here to do. We're here to talk trash. You're Lorette. Or no, fuck. I got to start over. That was fucking horrible. Here, no, was- no, no, no. Just start over. Ugh, we're here to talk trash in paradise. That's it. That's it. Oh, fuck. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to discussing this with you today, Casey, because it's almost like, I mean, I texted you after the episode. I know that you were seeing Ramona live. How was that? No, it was Sonia. It was Sonia. Oh, you know Sonia what? I actually Morgan. don't watch New York, so I don't even know the difference. Oh, you're missing out, girl. New York is so good, but that's like a whole other podcast, but it was good. It was just like, I mean, she looked gorgeous so I was like I'm just happy to be in the same room with this woman it was a little bit thrown together I don't think there was a lot of practice that happened Wait, so where was it what was the what was it was it? at helium comedy club in Philly. no god mm-hmm. you know I really got to get back in the game I, that's like that's a club I I work but I haven't worked in you know I don't leave the house so wow Sonia's doing helium and I'm just sitting here in the pool we have truly reversed roles <laughs> Truly. That is so true. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was good. I would, I would do it again. You know, it was still like worth going, but like it left, did it leave me wanting a little bit more? It sure did, but that's, no, wait, that's so where Luann's Christmas show is going to come in. So, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. She will not disappoint, but like, wait, so it's billed as a comedy show. Mm, it, it was billed as a cab burlesque. So cabaret slash burlesque. I will say there was not much burlesque happening, but you know, so she had like these two, um, kind of theater musical theater kind of good at singing and acting people basically running the whole show and like singing songs to her that she would just kind of like flounce around and and um dance to and then she would be supposed to do something and would kind of forget her lines but then when she would go off and improv Mm. she was really funny so I was like just do that like she should have been up there doing a stand-up comedy show you know know, I'll take what I can get from Miss Sonia Sonia, if you're listening I want you to know that I do a ton of comedy uh, training and coaching and performance training and coaching, and you would be an ideal client. And I do think you can afford my rates. So uh, hit me up. I can actually make you, um, I can make you the star that you want to be. You don't have to just be little Edie of the, of the, you know, housewives franchise. Like I can, I can make you a star kid. Yeah. So, you could carry the show and just make it all happen and like have her pie. like, yeah, you, you two would mesh together very well, but anyways. Yeah. So I, I, I booked that not knowing it would be the finale of bachelor in paradise that night, but you know, say la vie that's mercury retrograde for you. And I caught up 
on it, some of it when I got home and some of it the next day during my lunch break. So what are you going to do? So she, did a great job with, with coping and, and really just making it work. These, we, we created a win-win situation here where, you know, it's not either or, okay. you know, DVR. But I will say that it was almost a great call because I texted you when I finished the episode in real time and said, I don't even know if we need to do a podcast about this. This was, That's right. a, it, it's insulting that it was three hours long. It's, I don't know who are they doing that for? They just bought the airtime. I mean, it was exactly. the most boring episode of all time. Everything that we said was obviously going to happen, not even because of the astrology, because we're like, so psychic. But like, it was just like, there were three couples that were like, agreeing for the last three weeks we're gonna get engaged at the end of the show so they did whoop, big shock they right. did um i guess like you know if, if you did miss it we'll give you the quick the quick rundown there were there were two official breakups that started the episode okay so we had a fake breakup between noah and abby we had a fake breakup between uh between what's her name becca, becca. and thomas Mm-hmm. I guess the only question that I would have for you as a watcher, what was Becca doing? I don't know. She, she literally said, I need more humanity and realness from Thomas. Okay. And the minute I that just, he starts weeping, you win. Right. That's the realness. That's the humanity. Come on, girl. Like no, what like, more could you want? And it's like, the entire show, he has been just dogged for being the hot guy. I mean, he, he is so fucking hot. He's probably the hottest guy on any of the show. I mean, I do think Tyler Cameron, I, I mean, I'm not a big watcher, so I don't really know all the characters, but Tyler Cameron could get it. Okay. Yeah. And otherwise, the only one on my list, I think, would be Thomas. Thomas could get it. I fucking love a big athlete, but like a big athlete weeping marry me like that's gold you got a big weepy athlete like and then he's like i'm showing you my humanity you don't know the faith i have in us it's like what, what do you want from the guy you met two weeks ago this dude likes you You're right exactly and and i guess she went home and figured that out and thought about it more because now it appears they're together anyway you know what here's my here's my low key <laughs> I want to say this is completely not true. So this is not a rumor mill thing. I don't even know if we have enough listeners to to start a rumor. But my guess would be that like on the day of Fantasy Suites, she was having like a herpes outbreak or something. And it was like (laughs) not something I think that why wouldn't you just go fuck them in the boom boom room? You're in paradise. You've, You've lasted this whole time with no AC cuddling up. Why don't you get it in? Oh, I think, I think you're on to something with that. Not necessarily the herp per se, although, I mean, who could have been the clap, could have been chlamydia. I mean, we have no idea, but I mean, she's no, been, I mean, not even necessarily a in venereal STI. disease, not a venereal disease. We don't know. Not even, it may not have even been a venereal disease. <laughs> who are we to say that it was or wasn't? However, I do think her trying to avoid fantasy suites is a good point here because it does take things to the next level. And it does, once again, you get labeled as like the gal who had sex with like, X amount of people on TV. And I think Becca is like, we have someone like Demi who really wants to be that person. That's like the brand. She's like, I will fuck your family. I will fuck your dog. That's her brand. And then Becca, on the other hand, that's not really her brand. Her brand is getting heartbroken. So 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 in this case, she was so uncomfortable. She was about to actually get chosen. So she was like, my turn, my turn. I'm going to break your heart. Yes, exactly. So I, I think you're right. She was trying to avoid the fantasy suites and more power to her. I mean, don't, don't, you know, don't go stay overnight with someone you don't want to because you need more humanity and realness. Fair is fair. But however, you probably missed out. And now we know because she's with them anyway. The minute that he's weeping and like naming your children, you got him girl. I, I just, yeah, I think I just like, yeah, I, I felt like 
I was watching that. It was like a slow moving train wreck where it was like, Thomas, Thomas, you know, it was like a dirty dancing Johnny moment. Like she ran after him. And then she was like, I just want you to know that like, this was real and I do like you. And uh, I just think our journey ends here. And it's like, okay. And then he's like, I have to go. I, I have to leave me alone. The, the dude is heartbroken. And Same. I just feel like in that moment, I would have been like, Skirter, you know what? Let's go fuck. Like, yeah. I can't believe or that she was, you know, like, I just couldn't believe she's like, let's date after this. Like, she, she she just broke up with him for no fucking reason. I feel like you're too good to be true. Um, All right. Well, this guy has been villainized the entire show over and over and over. He has gotten no chance to actually say any words or be his own person. Now he's weeping and telling you you're the one. He's made a complete 360 or I guess a 180 from he made a 180 from who we knew him to be and yet it's like but i gotta go i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm just gonna go it's like at least give him hope i I just yeah and of course now we know they're together and also speaking of which our big prediction came true noah and abby together i told you she just needed the cameras to stop rolling so that she could be like okay we like we did the TV. Like, I think, I feel like she was so guarded that she was sort of just expecting to have a breakup the whole time that on some level, the same way that like she manifested the elevator issue at her first prom, (laughs) she was not going to leave this show in a relationship. Like from the, she, she was like, I knew that she, you know, so. Yeah. Because like that whole, their whole breakup was just like a nothing thing. Like it was like, this isn't a real breakup. Like you guys can just like be like, eh, never mind, and still like get back together. It didn't make any sense. And then she posted this whole like, oh, I, yeah, I liked the real video. I liked the real, yeah, the real of like their whole romance since then, which has just been like a whirlwind and looks amazing and so fun. And by the way, he has like a ram headdress on at one point and is ramming her like a true Aries. I was like, are you kidding <laughs> me with this? Are you That's- kidding me? so funny yeah i mean oh well he's but he's a scorpio yeah but he had an aries moon wow you're good i remembered it because he he, he has the aries oh. to me i totally see it but um wow. well right right and that right right that's right because that was the part of him the aries moon and then also that taurus south node it's the part of him that was like just totally self-protecting like oh no he wasn't he that's what the whole thing though that that conversation was like a waste of my 20 minutes the back and forth between he said I, he wasn't oh his God. person. It's like, bro, bitch, you looked out to see when he said, I'm falling in love with you. And the whole show, he's been like, I could fall in love with you. I think I'm falling in love with you. You're the only girl I came here to meet. And then she's like, oh. And, and just like you said, like they clearly have this whirlwind romance off camera. And But didn't I say that was going to happen? You said that. Yeah. Because, and actually, I do think that the news that came out, we weren't going to start with this, yes. but now I do feel like we have to. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. It all makes sense to me now, right? So first and foremost, just without any of the drama that went down this week, her chart is confused and defensive, okay? Not even because of her uh, sensory issue, because she is a Pisces sun with her Saturn right on her sun. So there are like constrictions or issues with her sort of ego and radiant energy. And Pisces is such a foggy sign anyway. It's so watery and nebulous and slippery slidey. So I think- yeah, just the, the the thought of being on TV and actually like committing to marriage when she's sort of long-term, like no one wants to be with me anyway. I'm gonna have deaf kids. Like she's having that context, right? So he did have something to prove. But yeah, the whole thing of like, you lied to me. It's like, no bitch, like you're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself, Gail. And so- I bet she didn't probably want to go to fantasy suites either. 
Right. That would be way too intimate and uncomfortable for TV. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, I I think what we actually saw in these two breakups was an out from having to show your, you know, you know, what Mari is eating a taco off of his dick. I just think yeah, yeah, both Becca and Abby in terms of their brands, I just think they're a little bit too classy for that. Yeah, exactly. So then, well, I mean, Becca's done fantasy suites before, but but I feel like she did it in a somewhat. But she also like dumps so much all the time. Like I I totally get where she's like, you know what? I'm doing the dumping this time and I'm having. Yeah, totally. so what then, happened though this week gave it context to me. So tell yes. the people, tell the people what went down. Okay. So Claire and Dale. So Claire Crawley was bachelorette for all of two minutes, like last year before she fell in love with Dale, wanted off the show and passed the baton to Tasha. Thank God. Um, so Claire and Dale have been on again, off again, on again, off again. And they were on TV together for such a short amount of time that it's like, nobody really freaking cares, but you guys are such a train wreck that I kind of do care. So now lately, apparently they've broken up again. So she did a long breakup post saying how he wasn't there for her basically kind of thing and tagged our girl, Abigail Pisces queen <laughs> in the post. Now they don't follow each other. We never knew they were friends before that, but like all these bachelor people kind of know each other, but yet it just didn't really make sense to us. They ain't friends. She's like a 23 year old fresh off the, her season. And yes. Claire is a two time, you know, she's been on the long show twice it's and not then really she, too interested after, in making friends in bachelor nation as so it seems she doesn't want to make friends she didn't even want to meet the guys right exactly yeah she's like i found my man that's it so then the day before that post came out there was a dumois if you don't follow dumois molly's talked about it a lot on space trash it's but changed my life. it's changed my i know what love is moi wait sorry say that again what D-E-U-X-M-O-I. I believe that's right. Um, Instagram, they do all these celebrity sightings and stuff. It's fascinating. It's like a blind stuff. item. It's like a blind item site. So they yeah. like, you know, they post blind items about celebrities and like then they'll guess what it is. And then if it's right, she'll be like confirmed. Or if it's not right, she'll be like, nope, nope, nope. Yeah. So she did a blind item saying that a, a girl who's getting a good girl edit on Bachelor in Paradise right now hooked up with um someone in the couple of an on again off again bachelor romance which there aren't to be fair there aren't that many on again off agains at the moment in bachelor in bachelor nation um that i can think of a lot of them do all the on and off on camera and then they go their separate ways they stay together afterwards and that's kind of the most that we hear about it so immediately you think Claire and Dale, and then we are like, we are all thinking, who could this be? Serena? Could it be everybody? Abigail? When I'm it, it, my DMs were sending this post back and forth, and it's like, gotta be Serena, gotta be Serena, gotta be Serena. Whoa, what an absolute record scratch moment! Absolutely, getting it, getting it, Abigail tag. And the Claire post was, uh, hang on, let me just get her chart up. The Claire post. It wasn't even like he's not there for me. It was like, it was like people aren't necessarily who you think they are. And it's one thing to act, A-C-T, all capitals, like you care when the cameras are rolling, but it's really about what you do when nobody's there that counts, right? So womp, 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 what is she talking about? And then she posts Abigail, right? So, and then, and then in a, in a totally fucking Pisces ass motherfucking showdown move, she tags her quickly and then untags. Yeah. Like I didn't do that. That wasn't me, but I did want you all to know, but you know, mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do, it. I just did it. Cause I was emotional in that moment. 
Right, right. It was like, I, I did excess emotional. And then, well, and it's also like, I guess like the other thing, why I don't think they're friends and why I think Claire's, I, I, Claire breaks my heart. I just want to say, it's not, it's not the, the toxic boob poisoning. It's not the mother dying. It's like, she was like so proud to be the 40 year old woman. And then the way that she acted on her show, like, look, you guys, I'm 40. I know what I know. And I'm at a place where I trust myself completely. So she, after 12 days, pressures Dale into an engagement. <laughs> and I mean, there's no doubt. You want to talk about here for the wrong reasons. Dale was there to become the next bachelor. Yeah, for sure. Ruined or get followers. Forget. No, he he's contestant number one he was I mean yeah he, he would have been the next bachelor 1000 yeah. percent he also is on the list could get it I'm, although I actually think Thomas is more attractive than Dale tbh is more my type but anyway point being that then after 12 days they're engaged and they have a whirlwind relationship you know they break up they get back together they break up they get back together there are cheating rumors there is all this he breaks up with her like like equivalent to like the uh when burger broke up with carrie on the text he basically just posted a note like it over between us and posted it on instagram and then her response was this is news to me so this wasn't going well okay so they're broken up for a period of time they end up getting back together then claire right before this news hits, right? Literally the day after was when she did her post. The day before she posted about the breakup, she did, did you watch? She did a red table talk where she, oh, oh my God, it, it, watch if you want to cry. I mean, I don't know if it's like, it's not that you're not going to cry, but just- just I love a red table talk though. I love, I, I, yeah, I don't miss an F. I love red table talk. I stand Jada wholeheartedly. Willow is, Willow for president. Like I just love them. Oh, I'd love to see their charts and like an, a special, special episode or something. Oh, yes. Let's because but yeah, like the whole family. Including yeah. Grandma, right. Yeah. 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 But so they are. Gotta have grandma. Oh, she's, she's such the three of them just on a quick aside, the three of them, the three of them are doing God's work. Like they are truly doing such high level spiritual work without even meaning to, they're showing up not only in the three divine feminine archetypes, like we have mother maiden crone sitting around a table, but I think that in general, we always think of the maiden as just like a, a naive little thing who like has to learn her lessons the hard way. And then we think of the crone as like so set in her ways. Like Claire Crawley is more crone-like than Adrian Doreen, whatever. I think he's Adrian, whatever, grandma. 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 Yeah, but grandma. What I think is so remarkable is like grandma. Now I'm like, what is her freaking name? Uh, but grandma, um, she changes her opinions right before our eyes. You never see it. Yes, that's what it's like. What we want to see. It's healing for all of society. Really, so fucking healing. The fact that we can keep growing and learning and having these conversations and actually being in our you know appropriate phases age wise, but actually continue to embody every, you know, even at, even in all of the divine feminine phases, we embody all of them. So to have sometimes grandma becoming the maiden once more and learning something that she never knew, or sometimes she's oh. mothering, it's just beautiful. It's and, gorgeous. And Willow is teaching them. And it's like, wow, there really is this, um, j- just a, a beautiful feminine teaching moment. The whole thing. It's, it's a beautiful, yeah. it's just the most incredible expression of like best case scenario for women moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. So what did they talk about on Claire's? Okay, okay anyway. 
So on Claire's Red Table Talk, um, they did, it was actually, a, sometimes they have the Estefans uh, do like sort of, they're, they're sort of like the, the Trashler in Paradise Red Table Talk offshoot, but it's still Red Table Talk, but it's Estefans. So okay. Gloria Estefan and her family oh. uh, interviewed Claire and they all shared their stories about um, being abused when they were younger by the Catholic Church. And Claire, Claire inc- tells, included? Claire was, th- that was, she was the guest, like, and for the first time ever, because it, it's, and it was, it was a really good interview. I mean, she seems generally with it. Like she was basically saying that when she got the, the toxic breast poisoning from her implants, it, it kind of launched her in this journey of like, wow, I actually am really insecure. And like, why did I feel the need to do this? Like, why, who was this for? And then she realized that it was, oh, actually it was this like overcompensation. And, and it's this thing that I've been pushing down my whole life and really not speaking about and really, and, you know, she was explaining like, well, when you're in the Catholic church, you really, you kind of learn that you can't really tell anybody because nobody cares. And they, you know, you're going to go to counseling and counseling's where it happens again or whatever. So she, she yeah. learned quickly to just like stuff her feelings, not get in trouble ever again. So she didn't keep getting diddled by the, by the father and went on about her life. And so then it Damn. pivoted in the episode, which is like, wow, Claire, you have done so much great healing. And now you have this amazing fiance and she goes on this like really sweet, like whole story. Like I knew right away, he's the most supportive man. He loves me for me. It was like, okay, for a minute there, we were like, yeah, okay. She was right. She did it. She did it. I think they'll get back together again. No, really? Yeah. They've done this so many times. I don't know. I mean, and she's like set on it. Like, how is she going to forget that? Set it and forget it. I mean, I feel like here's the thing. Okay. So here's, so, so I obviously have to look at the charts. Okay. Yes. yes, yes, yes. So Claire's chart, she is a zero degree, but still she's a zero degree, three degree Mars. She's a Pisces and she has her Mars in Pisces. She has a lot of fucking Pisces in her chart. Just like Abigail. Just like Abig, boom, right? Wow. So she is a Pisces. I look at Dale's chart. What's up with Dale? Oh shit. Oh shit. Dale is a Pisces moon. Uh-uh. Uh, 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 uh-huh. And when we go, you know, our girl, Abigail, hella Pisces with Saturn on her son. I feel like this is a master class in the Pisces mess. Now, usually it's not Pisces Pisceing each other. And usually it's just someone being like, why did you block me? And they're like, I didn't. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Pisces are total fucking liars. I mean, that was so much love. I love you. I date you. I'll be with you. But like, it's not that they're liars, but like they have a way of, you know, truth is sort of subjective. Like that's why all of this messiness of like, well, when did they even hook up? Were they broken up? Were they back together? Does she even kiss? You know, like all of this confusion is so Pisces. And the fact that this relationship, even though they have technically very good synastry, like having that Pisces connection on a high level is a really spiritual, very loving union. They, they mm-hmm. are, they do, that bond feels legitimate, but it's like, you can't have two people and now three people acting like Pisces to each other. There's no, there's no ground to stand on. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like everyone just swimming around going like, well, you know, I guess I'm going to go over here now. Oh, the current's taking me this way. Oh, well, here I am. Oops, kissing fish. Or, oh, I just ran into his face. You know, I just feel like this is Pisces masterclass 101 because it's like, yeah, this 
absolute mess where it's like they all they all should actually really understand each other and have compassion. I just think it's so fucking fuzzy and confusing and the boundaries are not laid and the feelings are so tender, but then also the feelings are so... Pisces are extremely sensitive and tender, but they also can be so fucking cold because they're, they're kind of like ancient, like they're over it. You know, anybody who has heavy Pisces in their chart has been here many, many moons. Like, it's like they're, they're like, why? I, and I say that not, I would say not Pisces risings. I think Pisces risings are learning to be Pisces on some level. Like they're, they're working with that energy to lead with. But like, if you're a Pisces sun or a Pisces moon, you are an old soul. You have been here before. And you also on some level can justify anything because you know how it goes and you could see, you know, all the different sides of it. And actually like, we're not even of earth and like, we're going to die. And, you know, so there's all of this just real gray area. And so, yeah, it was Abigail who, and, and apparently, so I did, I did some research. Apparently they just like kiss one time and what I imagine happened. Okay. I've thought this, Wait, you think, so you think it did, they did. Yeah. I think that it was the kind of thing where, you know, the 20 somethings, you know, are partying in New York. It's like, literally, I've said this before, I'll say it again. It is the new version of camp where it's like, oh my God, I, had, I gotta see my girls, my best friends, yeah. even though we met for like three weeks or whatever, that's so camp. Well, by all of them hanging out with each other, they keep each other relevant. That's mm-hmm. the thing. So if you just go back to your life after The Bachelor, then you just fade into like, the, then what was it all for? If you keep hanging out with Bachelor people, people might report on it. You're showing oh. that you find them relevant. They find you relevant. You have to like keep hanging out with the other Bachelor people. Wow, I have never thought about that. That's actually exactly right. Yeah, because there was a part of me when I, because I'm, again, I'm new to the scene and seeing them all hanging out afterwards, it's so weird to me because it's like, okay, but on the show, you were like, told us, you felt like you were all dating the same man. Like when they say shit, like, well, well we yeah. have the same ex. We both dated him. It's like, no, you fucking didn't. Like nobody yeah. dated anybody on the show. That is not dating. Come on. But it's interesting because it's like, now all of a sudden the show's over and it's like, best friends. And it's like, why? How did you just get over this? Or, you know, you were sick, you cared so much. And now it's like besties, girls for life. And, and that makes so much sense to me because it's like, oh, actually, when you involve yourself in this show in the first place, everyone there for the wrong reasons, it is business. And that's the job. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they're all happy to like keep the act going in the moment. And I think you do get kind of led into it by the producers and all that stuff too. But anyway, anyway. Well, I also think at a certain point, like once the show is over and everybody takes their 15 minutes of like, I was a victim, there none of them are that hurt. They all, nobody's there being like, we dated. It's and like, most of them are like, thank God I didn't end up the one that got engaged after meeting someone for like six weeks. And now I can right. maybe be the bachelorette and I can maybe go on paradise. Like the doors are more open if you don't win, so That's to speak. That's what's so crazy about the, the thing that struck me about this whole scenario. Well, I guess first to just wrap up Claire. So Claire does this big groundbreaking interview and Dale is as much a star. He's like the, the prize. It's like, and, and you came through it and you finally did it. You loved yourself. And that whole thing was like, and he loves me for me. And it's like, he doesn't know you. You don't know him. And uh, he doesn't, he doesn't know you that much. But actually, that's not even what I think happened. What I think happened in this case is that on one of their breaks, Dale, who's a normal, you know, hot young guy, was hanging out with like, you know, the Bachelor crew. And, you know, maybe they, maybe they kissed. Like, I think, I don't think they like, hard I don't you know yeah sorry, that's like a weird way to put it. I mean but we like, know it takes Abigail a while to get right. to the kissing stage that's what right. I think that Abigail was like a little bit drunk in New York and they maybe had a flirt thing going and then she's like but you're with old Claire and but he was what like, do you no. think this was 
post paradise pre getting back together with Noah? No, I think it was Claire and Dale from the time they left the show until this past time when they got back together, in my mind, were not together. They had such a rocky relationship. Yeah. I think it's pre-Paradise. I okay. think it was like party in New York time. They're at like Gov Ball or something and everyone's in the mosh pit getting crunk and she's like, he's flirting with me. And they just like made, made out, you know? And that's all it was. Now, what I think probably then happened is when, this is totally, again, making this up, but my my, my, my guess based on the charts is that like, yeah. then they get back together. Claire and Dale finally feel secure. But we know, I don't know if you've ever been in a relationship where you have felt betrayed in, in any way. Like I've been in a lot of these on again, off again things. And what happens is every single time that you get back together, there's a little piece of you that's always like waiting for the other shoe to drop right? It's the same reason why Abigail offed herself from the show because she's like, no, I've been around, I'm not doing this again. So Dale and Claire all of a sudden come back full force. They work through their issues. They're madly in love. They are getting fucking married. And she is now the, the prize from finally sharing her, her childhood sexual abuse is that she came away. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Winning normal size boobs and a man that really loves her. And I think probably when uh, Dale and her, you know, she is in a very sensitive time. Her mother is on her deathbed, very literally. She got moved into hospice. Dale was going back and forth visiting her and whatever. And I think that it was the kind of thing that either somebody posts, like I could see it being like, maybe it was the, the Dumois post that started the conversation or something started the conversation where Claire was like, yo, so not only like, is this true? What the fuck? But I think, you know, when you're getting back together with people, there's always the, the conversation that's like, is there anything that I could find out that's going to hurt me? Like, tell me everything. Like, mm-hmm. don't let me be a fool again. Don't, don't fuck with me again. And I think it was probably such a non hookup that he didn't, I feel like, you know, a guy like that, he probably, he's like fingering girls under the table since he was a kid. Like he, he I mean, I guess I shouldn't say that because he was Claire and I hope he, I hope he didn't or it was consensual, but it's like, he's a hot motherfucking dude. He's a professional football player. Like dude, get yeah, he's not clocking a peck on the cheek as a, or a peck right. on the mouth as, as dude, a hookup. There are people I've had sex with that I don't even include. So it's like, I, you know what I mean? It's like a, a, yeah. a spring break thing that happens. Unless it's a funny story, I, it literally never happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to me, it was something that he didn't even acknowledge as a thing. She was humiliated that this was even a rumor. And then he's like, oh yeah, I guess we did kiss at Gov Ball when we were in a blackout and we were broken up or whatever. And 
Then number one, she's like, I can't trust you. So I don't even know if that's true. How could I ever trust you again? And then I also think from a, from an ego perspective, she has been taking all the hits. Yeah. And I think. And it's also public. Right. It's public. She just did this thing publicly stating their love. Now she just moved her mother into hospice and he's actually still trying to hang out. Like he was flying there. He was being there for her. And I think that she was just like, I can't trust you. Like, I don't know what happened. It's hard for me to imagine anyone not wanting to jump your bones immediately. And and now everything he says is going to seem like it's not true. Or she's afraid that something else is going to come out of the woodwork. And at the end of the day, end of the day, she is brokenhearted over her mother. And, and so she's just super hypersensitive, expialidocious. And, and I think it's like too sensitive, too many things have happened. And she's just going to have to take the L here and just be the bachelor at who truly fucking blew it. Yeah. And ain't trust- nobody giving her another chance to get on our screens again, because no, trust the process, Claire. And you know, y- you can, you can still be 40 and not know everything. So why don't you fucking yeah. take a little lesson from grandma red table talk and, and actually just slow your roll and, and, and trust the process. That's what we say. On that's what, show. that's what, if she had done that, maybe this stuff would have revealed itself about Dale along the way. And she would have been like oh well Blake looks good let's go with him or whoever but in percent yeah she she didn't know him he was just the obvious hottest and then she got upset because one guy during the show acted a certain way and she said my man's gonna act this way and so he was like okay so he acted that way yeah. And then three days later, she's like, I don't even know if he's ready for an engagement. And that breaks my heart. Are you in? Are you out? Are you in? Are you out? And he's like, blah, 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 blah. I guess I'm, you know, I, I gotta oh, be in. so cringe. Cringe. Anyhow. So cringe. Anyhow. Yeah. Let's, let's move along from Claire. I'm glad that, I'm glad that we kind of retroactively, that's the beautiful thing about Bachelor Nation is like, okay, we haven't been doing this show for years. And there were so many people that I'm sure have amazing charts that go together or don't or whatever, but they always rear their little heads again. And we can always talk, we can always go back and talk about the past and how funny during Mercury retrograde that we are doing just that right now. Is that what you're going to say? Okay. First of all, that wasn't what I was going to say. You are getting the hang of this, my little baby astrologer. Yeah. You know what you guys, you think we're just trash talking online, wasting our time talking about pop and the bachelor. We are actually secretly infiltrating your brain and giving you a real deal esoteric education. So you're fucking welcome. And Casey, my prize student begins between you and mall. I don't know. You guys are neck and neck and who's getting it faster, but what a fucking pleasure to work with the mall shines. Okay. I got to say very good. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. We don't deserve you as our mentor, Sarah. No, 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 I'm here for the people. I'm here for the people. But okay, so let's say oh. the other thing I have to tell you is you are also psychic as shit because <gasps> the one couple that you brought up last episode was that the couple that was on the finale? Which couple? The ones that came and they were like, we found love. They were reading on a teleprompter. Yes. Like, oh, actually, dude, you how did, the one couple in all of Bachelor Nation that were like, I could Kaylin see them, and Dean. I could see them being the like people that really like they they take after and they're yes. the hosts of the finale kissy and in fact their little reel was like abby and and um noah's little reel was very kaylin and dean-esque it was like look at us we're in the mountains we're having like a real nature romance like it was, what a, it was, exactly they, that, that's what their blueprint for sure you but like you how, I manifested them you literally like or or you like you felt it and now you're really trusting to use that Scorpio rising 
intuition, that instinct to go, mm, let's actually gut deeper right at the beginning. This is what it's going to be. And it motherfucking was. And it was. I'm sweet, but Scorpio people make it merch. Yeah. It already is. Buy it on the Space Trash Etsy page. That's not easy to say. So let's, okay. So the other things that happened, we had three engagements, very boring, not dramatic at all, whatever. Do you think that they asked Kendall to come back or that Kendall was like, wait, 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 yes. wait, I want to tell my blessed union. I think they asked her and she was very eager and happy to show up again. But here's what shows, like the thing that always shows on the show is like, when you break up with someone, just leave it. Don't come back and try and prove that you're a good person and be like, I just want you to know that I approve of you getting engaged. It's like, nobody freaking cares, Kendall. Like we, you flew all the way, you either flew all the way back to Mexico or you never left. I don't know what's creepier. It's just so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. Like for her to be, well, and I also sort of feel like while they're filming this, they're like, ah, fuck, we got to fill three hours. And they're like, look, I I actually, here's what I think. I don't think they go home. I think they all just stay at the hotel. That's, I think, what the big storm revealed to us. That there is like bachelor paradise home base where- Purgatory. Right, it's purgatory. So it's like, while you're on the show, you are contractually obligated to be in this space, not say anything, you know, and and just hang there. And I think think they let people go like an early leave, like, I don't know who- whatever, but they keep around someone like a Kendall where they're like, 100%. you know what? Like these people are smart. They're seeing Serena and Joe, it's going somewhere. There's not going to be any drama involved. We need to handle that. We need to bring them the drama because God 100%. forbid, but it really wasn't that dramatic. So the whole, the three engagements, congratulations to our happy couples, not very interesting, but maybe they'll have a good life together. I was so annoyed. I want to say two, last two things. And then we will go into the one big breakout couple of the season. But Mm -hmm. Riley and Marisa, one of my favorite couples this whole time, two things. Number one, Riley, you're being so fucking annoying. What, with the Sunday morning thing? No, no, that I could, I, I, we got music about Sunday morning. I'm a romantic. Okay. No. Yeah. That ended up being cute. It was a little cringe at the beginning, but he tied it, he tied it together. He made it it work. He made, yeah, Yeah. he he was, you know, it came around, but no, 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 no. What he did is at the beginning of the episode made a not funny joke, which was, I'm not sure about our relationship. Yeah. And to the point where she was like really upset and about to cry. Yeah. Then uh, he's like, oh, I'm just clowning. And it's like, okay, not funny, but I love this man. I gotcha. Then they have the most incredible night in the, in the fantasy suite. It's Sunday morning, that morning, whatever day of the week it is. We don't even have the clocks here. And then Maurice's uh, fucking confessional. She's upset because she's like, I guess like we had this incredible night, but then like, Riley showed doubt and he told me he really wasn't sure if he was ready for an engagement. This is, like, see, this is where I feel like the producers might be just poking at him a little bit and be like, hey, we'll give you five grand if you just act, <laughs> if you give us some clips we can put in the previews that make it. Oh, we had to get some tears out of Marisa. Yeah. Gets, oh. If you just act like you're not into this, we'll give you an extra five grand. She'll forgive you later once you take <laughs> her out on a nice vacation. I think they're doing stuff like that. I feel like in most cases they are. I actually think though, Riley just like thinks this is funny because he does it again on the altar. Oh, I have one other theory. I have one other theory is that he, well, the altar, this doesn't make sense, but also that he wanted it to be a good surprising engagement because when Joe was just basically saying to Serena, yeah, we're going to get engaged is essentially what he was saying. I was like, all right, well, you know, that does take a little bit of the romance out of it to be so forthcoming. So I think- one thousand percent. Yeah. So I think Riley was trying to stew up a little bit of suspense for her to make it even better for her. But then why would you do it on the altar still? I don't know. It's just like as someone who is a professional comedian and (laughs) who or was and somebody who even with that title tends to hammer in a joke too long. (laughs) 
it, first times first time it's annoying second time sure maybe it's dramatic third time it's like yo dude this is not a good bit yeah he took exactly. so long to ask her to marry him and he was like weird about it he was like i just don't know and he's like sight on my knee and it's just like dude she was out there so long that it looked like by the time they finally got engaged it looked like she had just gotten out of a motherfucking bathtub yeah yeah if they were showing shots First of all, the fact that everybody's not walking around with blot papers is insane. I am so yeah. not that vain. And I would be like, give me blot my face before he hugs me, kisses me. Or the, the camera is panning in on her cheek and it's dripping. Right. It, she literally looked like she just emerged from water. Because but these people are so used so to that at this point. Oh They've been God. there for months. Yeah, but I blame, I blame Riley on having footage that they're not going to like to look back on because he took so fucking long pretending to break up with her one third time. Yeah. He was drenched and that's a bad shot i was i felt for her i was like wow this is gross like it looked so gross definitely but overall anyway, overall nice, nice to see people fall in love what was crazy about this too before we get to our la- our final um couple is that there was no after the final rose special which they usually do i know you're a bachelor in paradise newbie they yeah. usually have an after the final rose special wherein some of the couples break up with each other on camera it's very juicy and that's why I thought this was going to be a three hour long thing but oh, I guess you thought whole, that last hour was going to be that's nasty. what it usually is but we've got no Chris Chris Stapleton I was gonna say we've got no Chris Harrison we've got you know who knows what's going on so I guess they were just like screw it we'll do a highlights reel which honestly almost made me cry because I was like oh paradise is over the summer is gone oh <laughs> Oh my God. We'll come down to Florida anytime. I'm just pretending that it's summer and that I'm not a retiree in Florida that and jealous of Sonia for doing helium. Okay. But what I will say is, and I have, this was a question I had for you. I was shocked. Okay. So why was there no final, after the final rose? Because even the couples who did have a weird ending and breakup are also back together. The fact that Chris and Alana are actually dating. Oh Yeah. Chris and Alana are even dating. Like this was for all intents and purposes, a huge success there. I was blown away at the amount of couples that I actually am surprised how much I believe in came out of this season. The bachelor is all just a ploy. If you really want love to get on bachelor in paradise, it seems like more people are finding love in bachelor in paradise than they are on the actual bachelor or bachelor red. Am I wrong? No, you're right. And what's funny is you would think, because that's what this is all supposed to be about, right? So you would think they would have the biggest after the final rose session ever because, oh my God, look how successful we were. But honey, that's not what it's about. At the end of the day, it's about the drama. It's about the dollar signs. So they didn't have enough drama because everything kind of worked out because guess what? We all survived a damn pandemic and we just don't really care about the BS anymore. So 100%. they didn't do that after the final rose, but that's fine. I'm glad they didn't waste our well, But also, time. like, there's no BS. Like, if I had seen another conversation between Joe and Serena agreeing that they were in love, like, there's no, there's no, I, we were sick Can't of them by it. the end. It's like, gotcha, you did it. You're in love. Move on. Exactly. Okay. All so right. So we agree. Oh, okay. But that, my boy, wait, last question, though. Does Bachelor in Paradise usually have this kind of singles to couples conversion rate? Yeah, it's usually about three or four, I would say. But then usually, like, one or two are broken up by the time right after the final roses filmed i just felt like this was phenomenal because like not only was it three engagements that seemed to be healthy loving couples and i think they're going to work but then we had three other relationships that had faux breakups on camera that also seem like they're headed towards and it's just crazy like this was a real social experiment that worked people totally. fell in love <laughs> yeah that's why it's great it usually does like that 
there's usually some love triangles, some, you know, I mean, there's always love triangles, love squares, what have you. And then like, there's usually some good couples that come out of it and have babies and all of that. And it just has a much higher success rate than the bachelor. I would say just because you have more options, right? Single person, you are not tied down to like one thirtieth of a man. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Totally human beings there that could like just be yours or maybe you share with one person for a week and then they're gone. So which actually I want to say in terms of finding love and then we could be quick for the last one, but I actually think it's really healthy. Like the fact that both, you know, all of them, Riley, Joe and Kenny all had to sit with their insecurity and, and the women too, where they had to go, you know what? I have to let them go on this date or I have to let them break up with me or I have to be I have to be with the possibility that they might find someone else and then that they all could handle that and then when they come back and choose them it's like I feel like that's such a normal relationship thing that nobody gets the opportunity to kind of like practice doing it's like we're in relationship for you know a long time and then there is always like that person that we might want to just go on a walk and talk with but then by the time that we do that we're like bad bad screwed over the other yeah yeah Whereas this is actually like a really healthy, uh, healthy exercise in like not owning each other. Yeah, it would be someone should just run like group retreats like this where it's just goes the same. Wait, wait, here I am in Florida. I got a house with two extra bedrooms. Perhaps you just figured out my next business venture. What a your next I've been saying, I think I should do like manual matchmaking. Like I have everybody's charts. I could fucking pair them up perfectly. Mm -hmm. You should be doing that for sure. (laughs) Oh my God. Like the online service could be matchmaking. And then like when we have like IRL meetups, it's like manual meat market is what I'm thinking. Speaking of matchmaking, these two are match made in heaven. So we're talking here, ladies and gents, not about your average heterosexual couple on the beach in paradise, but instead our breakout couple of paradise 2021 was Aaron and James. Aaron and motherfucking James found love in a hopeless place. And it was not what they thought. But in fact, when I saw that they were still not still now they moved in together and they are roommates and they're best. Oh they, my gosh. They, they truly fell in love. They really did. And I, you love to see it because like there have definitely been times in all of our lives where we've been kind of interested in someone, but not that sure, whatever. So there's definitely been times in all of our lives where, you know, you're at the bar, you're talking to someone you're interested, but then your friend comes over and goes, Hey girl, let's go get some pizza and dip out of here. And you're like, hell yeah. I'd way rather hang out with my friends right now. There's a time, there's a season and a reason in life. Absolutely. Ditch your man for your friends and vice versa. Ditch your girl for your friends, whoever, you know, whatever you're into. And we are here and we're happy to see it. You know, it's a love story. It's just like in love. Actually, they have all those love stories. And one of them is about the two old dudes. Dude, that is exactly right. And I actually think it's so healthy because whereas like, yeah, For us, it's usually kind of a no-brainer. Like, eh, I'm going with Casey. We're going to get pizza and talk about how being best friends is so special until we're like like blacked out and fall asleep on the couch together watching Bachelor, right? I feel like with men, I haven't seen as many really close male relationships where even like all the men that I've dated, like they have close friends, but it's like, at the end of the day, like if you said to them, like, are you guys like deeply intimate? You know, like, do you really feel, you know, supported and, and connected? And can you cry together? It's like, they're sort of like, well, you know, like we play racquetball and you're like, okay. You're like, oh, we, we meet up, we do basketball. And it's like, okay. It's like to see two men actually really connect is, is I, I'll, I think deeply healing. Yeah. 
Really nice. Let's take Love it. So what do their charts say? Okay. So it actually makes perfect sense to me. You know, so when we saw James and Anna breaking up, it was interesting because kind of what I said last week, it looked like the flip, but it wasn't. It was like Anna was actually just butthurt and embarrassed that she was, she didn't really like him. He was not the person that she walked down there and picked. She just wanted to either go to the boom, boom room and get a dick in her, or she just don't want to be embarrassed and heartbroken again and again and again, right? Get some screen time. She wanted right. some screen time. She wanted the screen time. She was embarrassed. She, she, it's embarrassing when a guy doesn't like you. It just is. It hurts, yeah. right? But he is a very you know, even though he's an Aries, he, he does have that, that deep cancer moon and he's a cancer rising. So like, I think for him, I think for cancer moon men, they sort of would rather not like waste our, they don't like, if they know that they're not actually going to go deep with you or feel really at home or comfortable or connected, like he wants to cut it off before it starts. Cause like, if he can't really be intimate with someone, he's really not that interested. I think it's why he hasn't had good luck on this show so far, but he did because he did find real intimacy and it was with his boy, Aaron. Okay. So what do we have here? Okay. So, so we know that James is an Aries sun, cancer moon. Aaron is a Virgo sun. Aaron has a Pisces moon. Uh, James is a cancer moon. This is very nice sinistry. It means on an internal level, they both kind of are mushy. They're sensitive. Mm -hmm. They really connect. And then even though traditionally we don't see earth signs and fire signs really always getting it right. I do think in particular Virgo Aries is a great combination because mm -hmm. Aries is like kind of getting him fired up. Like James is like out there firing Aaron up and then Aaron's a Virgo. So not only does he like the way it looks to at least have a friend and to feel like somebody is connected to him, but if, if, and when James ever makes one of those messy Cardinal signs, Aries cancer mistakes, that Virgo in Aaron is like, don't worry, I got this. I'm a problem solver. It's nice because Aaron's Mars, his masculinity, his sign of fire, getting fired up and his drive is in cancer right on James's moon. So okay. I think that there's a real uh, sensitive boy connection here. They, I think they can really be themselves. I think there's a lot of earth and water they can build. And then James has that fire kind of like, yo man, let's go out. Yo man, whatever. It's all good. We found each other. Like, I think James is sort of the hype man for them. Virgo sons can be a little bit perfectionist. They can be a little bit in their head or downers. Sometimes I love the Virgos. People call me the Virgo whisperer. I am not hating. I'm just saying that like Virgos can be really hard. Like they can the perfectionist and, and negative thinking. And I think that it's a great combination because James is like, we have no time for that, man. Get out of it. Get out of it. Like for, for a Virgo to have an Aries cancer in his life is like perfect because it's like, yo man, you're thinking about it the wrong way. Or like, because James did stay remarkably positive the entire show, even though yeah. he had no success. Yeah. It's, it's crazy that they both stayed that long. It's, it's crazy, crazy how positive James stayed and how negative Aaron really was the entire time, given they were pretty much in the same situation. Actually, no, I guess, I guess Aaron went through a lot of different relationships and James virtually went through none. And no. what's interesting to tie this all up as this is like our finale for now, but I think we'll probably be doing some shows for the bachelorette as well. I can never what stop. I, now what I find so funny is that as we do these episodes, the people that the signs that stand out, like the people that we randomly select, cause we don't look up the charts before we choose. Clearly. The like we're getting so much Pisces this episode. Yeah. And that one episode we had so much Gemini. And then that other episode we had so much Scorpio and like 
we never like we don't mean to do that that's just how it happens per episode so it's very interesting just to see who sticks out in which episode whatever was happening in the stars that specific day we don't know but it's well, like, it'd be interesting actually to like look at the shooting schedule because right, like you can yeah. see that certain signs are being affected in the same way. That's right. The reason there's a collection of signs that are similar in every episode is because whatever the chart was for that day was influencing that sign, it, whether there was their sun or their moon more or less. And it shows like, yeah, don't, yeah. internet just went down for a whole fucking day. Don't tell me Mercury retrograde is not real. Don't tell me astrology is not real. We're watching the bachelor. It's happening in clumps. It's because everybody is affected. Come on. And we're doing just amazing data collection here because what yeah. I'd also like to say that we've had a lot of like Mars moons connections this, yeah. this time around oh my too. God. You are such a great, yeah. Cause like I'm a Gemini rising, but like, I'm, you know, it's my rising. You really do have that Gemini talent of like, you do learn fast and remember the details and you're really great at like putting things together. Like that's such a great observation. Yeah, like to have to have a lot of Mars moon stuff. And it also really makes sense too, in terms of like a franchise like The Bachelor, because Mars moon is like, it, it, you know, usually those are not great connections because it's sort of like the fight versus the the soul and the heart. But because we're on a show where people are literally choosing to fight for love and gamify love, it has a, there's a huge amount of Mars moon energy. Casey, you're so fucking smart. I'm just taking all of this insane, like the level of detail that you're giving is just like, none of us are worthy. And I'm just taking it, thinking about it, spitting out the patterns that I'm seeing. I think this is a good, you know, we're, we're a good team. Really we're a good, good team, team working together here. Hey, and I, really I think warned Molly, one, I read your chart a few like months ago and I warned Molly, I was like, if it doesn't work out with you, Casey and I are really <laughs> compatible. And now here I am with you both. I literally fit into both of your charts. Like I am the third sister that just happened to be born to the Jews. You are, you are. And, that, and that's what we were always missing. So it's perfect. And you know what? Molly does something with the celebrity news that I could never do. And she does not care about ba- the bachelor nation at all. So this is, That's cause, we're, well, it just works. The thing about Molly that I've come to know and love, and I have one other comment and then we can go, but this, while we're complimenting you sisters, I don't want there to be a rivalry here. The thing about Molly that I have come to really understand is like, she has a huge amount of integrity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you and I both are way more bullshit than she is. And we are less I'm sensitive, but I'm not like you and I can work. We could do trash like and we can yes. believe love could be found this way, I guess. Or we could, you know, we're into whether it's bullshit or not. When it comes to love and relationships, Molly is no fucking joke. Like I, I get yeah, why she, she probably couldn't watch this show for a second. She would be so turned off by even the thought that you that you could or like the, I feel like the idea of gamifying love to her is so out of integrity with like actually the way that relationships and their healthiest or in their ideal state work. He has so much reverence for when it comes to matters of the heart and, and people being in relationship, she has really strong boundaries, really good, a really good sense of what's right and wrong. And she has just, she has no time for bullshit. Yeah, totally. So I think we're all, you know, doing our appropriate, we're, just we're, so we're right. doing the right podcasts. Everybody brings what they, they bring their chart to the table and it's a whole pizza in the end of the day. The last thing I will say that put a button on this whole season, it was a delight to see that not only now is Natasha the one with the most followers, but Brandon and Piper broke up. Karma is a bitch. 
don't try to don't gamify the gamification of love. You know, come on now, talk about it's one thing to do a show with gamifying love, but then to try to game the game, you still the producers will get you every time on this show. Trust and believe that, folks. Yeah, they really, they really fucked up. And yeah. they and you, it was just a delight to see. And I I can also see one or both of them popping back on Paradise at some point on that reconnaissance mission. We see it all the time trying to recoup the old reputation. I don't think it'll, you know, this this was a real fall from grace. So I don't know how that'll go, but I think we'll see it again. Brendan has a lot to say for himself and his apologies so far have been lacking, missing the mark. Yeah. Yeah. I think if anything, Piper has gotten almost no screen time on every single show. So maybe they'll give her a shot, but she seems like a miserable person. So I really don't give a fuck about either of them anymore. Yeah. They both have some, some learning to do. (laughs) So anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this was Trashler in Paradise. Sorry, we came at you in the middle of the season, but we couldn't wait any longer for another season to come around. We just had to get on here and do it. So, um, we are doing the work here. We're finding the data. This can help you in your love life. If you date on television, it can definitely help you apply some of this knowledge and, you know, just use it in your day-to-day life. And, uh, yeah, we have Michelle's season coming up. Not wait. We will be covering that as long as you're available. We like to try and get these to you as soon as possible, but sometimes we have um, we Real have Housewives so, of New yeah. York shows that we need to see. So that's showbiz, baby. It's October. <laughs> it's October nineteenth. Is um, Michelle's is Michelle's season, and it's going to be interesting to do this because we're going to have one person in a couple with so many different people. So I think we'll probably just choose like a main guy that week and talk about his chart and just recap everything that happened. Yeah. So what we got to, you know, what we learned from Dale and Claire is that these shows really take on lives of their own. But I do think like for starters, I can promise you this, we're going to deep dive Michelle before the whole thing. Like, like after that first app, we, we can get into her stuff so that we all can play along in a way where we really do know on a soul level, who is and is not a match. Right. And yes. And I guess you're like, going to get to know Michelle's chart inside and out. I mean, she, for sure. she's a treasure. I really like Michelle. Yes. My shirt's on inside out. Excellent. Very, very good. It's going to be a good day. That's <laughs> wonderful. Casey, you have such beautiful eyes. Oh, thank you. Oh my, I, you know I think I, is bringing them out today is this gorgeous black space trash baseball oh cap that I'm wearing. God. Dude, honestly, I think it is that blue globe, but your eyes, it's like, I'm looking at like the tri- a triad of three gorgeous blue globes. <laughs> That's amazing. It's beautiful. Thanks, Sarah. <sighs> okay, Liz Brunette is signing off. Go back to work, Casey. You're a treasure. Michelle's a treasure. And honestly, listeners, you're a treasure. We love you. Keep it trashy. You trash. Space trash. Trash in space. Space trash. Lifestyles, the rich and Uranus. Space trash. Celebrities, they're trash. But the astrology can help us understand. Transmission incoming. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.